What, just start talking like that about stuff that's just randomly and just stuff that makes no sense at all, like we were just right. doing? Right. Yeah, like Tim showing his phone off and just digging it in our face and showing us what we don't have. Yeah, Tim the millionaire. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> he has all that stuff back there he's oh. showcasing off. I'm just trying to keep up. No. That oh, shiny that belt. Yeah, that shiny belt demands respect. I know, I know. Ever since he won that title, he's been getting all these endorsements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been constantly reminding us pre and post show about like who's the man. Right, right. <laughs> he is the table. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He carries the show now. He he tells us nightly. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so welcome to Tim Logic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it rhymes with film logic. logic. Yeah. yeah. Tim. Yeah, I see it. Uh, so why did you guys drag me out of bed for this? Because uh, it sounded fun when we were talking about it. Yeah. You said there wasn't going to be any more episodes. And I was like, towards the end of last episode, I said, wait a minute. Let's just chit chat. Let's just hang out. Yeah. You know, and do a, do a special episode before we all go away for the rest of the year, doing our family things and New Year's Eve things and, uh, and just talk about movies that we might have enjoyed or might not have enjoyed in 2022. I see, I see. And we we upcharge this so our Patreon fans can give <laughs> us a little Christmas bonus, is what I'm hearing. I didn't know there was a Patreon, Dad. Did you I didn't know there was a Patreon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me, so a been, Patreon? Yes, uh, I've, I've been recording you uh, before and after the podcast, and it's a, <laughs> it's a big hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. No show. I see how that New is. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they hopefully you can take the uh, Patreon money. I can actually fight a France and actually yes. attend like a Cannes Film Festival or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Like I just figured you do so much work in writing those scripts every every other week. You know, yeah. I figured you know let's just take a break and sit back and relax and enjoy each other's company and talk about the movies. Mm-hmm. And what you what don't know is on the scripts. A lot of times she sends the show notes, and I edit the scripts, and I try to interject things and stuff. And like it all the times gets sent back to me, and he's like, "No, you can't do that. No, 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 that's <laughs> the editor. Yeah. He's the editor. That's not funny. Yeah, yeah, that's not funny. That's not funny. No, you can't do that. No, you can't Director. do that. Surprisingly, no. Eston, people don't know how much salty language you use, but I have to edit out. Like there's hours and hours of you just on swearing rants that, I mean, that's why we, we, I can only use it's an hour. like that for you too. I have to calm them down too over other discords. You know, I gotta be, I gotta, cause I'm a disc, you know, I'm the discord community manager yeah. side of things. And I have to always come at them and say, Justin, listen, you know, I want people to be comfortable here. And you just constantly <laughs> swearing and yes. talking about things that, I don't, I don't even say in X-rated movies, you know, you yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. it. I've told you multiple times, like, dude, when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to see like 35 DMs from you in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Stop coming in there talking, 
talking all this dirty stuff, man. Come I on. know. I know you say excuse my French, but that doesn't give you an excuse to it's go not a free pass. Because yeah. you and your French movies, you, you know, you get to see all that stuff in French movies doesn't mean that people want to see that in their Discord. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And he always tells me, like, like if I see another line, it starts out with, look here. <laughs> <laughs> or about last night. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, I had to give up on the amnesia line a long time ago. <laughs> doesn't so, work anymore, Eston. It doesn't. Apparently, there were movies that came out this year. <laughs> okay, so listen. When I mentioned this idea, or actually before mentioning this, and we were talking about maybe the top three or whatever, both of you guys just said you don't remember anything being good enough to be on your top three movies. I was like, What? Okay, number I've one. Movies. That's the problem. Yeah, number one. Aston, he loves every movie he sees, so he can do a top a hundred. I don't. Actually, I don't. I don't. There's actually some actually that came out this year that I was like, oh my god, I want those two hours back in my life, please. I will pay for that that time back. I was looking through all the stuff that came out in 2022, and I was actually kind of proud of myself not to blow my own trumpet. But I was like, oh, my God, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. And I saw that. And I saw that one. I'm like, man, I was quite active this year. <laughs> Me, I realized that uh, after the pandemic, going to the movies like went down 90%. So if it was on the Peacock channel or the Paramount channel or Netflix, that is the the closest theater movie I've seen, with a few exceptions. Yeah, I know where like I can know where now. If I see something on those channels, I'm like, oh, I bet I know what Mike's watching. <laughs> this is how I feel like I'm like, like I'm with it. Like this is how I get myself out of that FOMO. <laughs> the um, FOMO, yeah, FOMO is for real. FOMO is yes. for real. You guys all talking about the latest Marvel hoo ha. And I'm like, ooh, have you guys seen that new CSI Las Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not much of a TV person. So I yeah. If you're gonna get me to watch something, it's gonna have to be something different and unique. I prefer not to be seasonal. I'd rather just give me one and done in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm actually kind of the same way on that sense. Like when it comes to TV shows, like you know, must see TV and stuff like that. I'm actually like I don't like The Good Doctor and some of those other ones that are on. Like I mean, I I don't watch those shows. Like normally when I'm on like watching TV, if I'm watching TV and it's not a movie, it's something because it's like a, like Discovery Channel or some mm -hmm. like you know, nature documentary or something like that. Elsewise, like I'm looking up like a movie or I'm looking up like a series that's actually on a streaming service. And mm -hmm. um, so I just need to uh, at some point, I just need to really drop the cable and actually get on something like Hulu or something like that. Because I feel like I got a lot of these channels that are like serial shows that I don't really ever watch. Mm -hmm. I feel that way whenever I want to watch like premium wrestling, like all elite wrestling. Uh -huh. like, the only way to get it is through cable. But do I really want four different home and gardening stations? <laughs> Just so I can watch two hours a week of a wrestling show for 50 bucks. 
Yeah, I, 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 I got away from the cable stuff because of well price and because I didn't want all that stuff either. But I eventually came back to something similar, but still kind of online with the because of I like to watch football. So I, um, I, I got YouTube TV to be able to watch kind of stuff, get local channels and all that stuff uh, there. I've enjoyed having YouTube TV because it allows me, me and other people in the house to be able to watch what they want because there's built-in DVR and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that because for a while there we were we stayed away from it. We tried to do like the antenna in the house type of thing, and um, that didn't work so well sometimes. Um, but we we still had like Netflix and Hulu as well at the time. So yeah, I think YouTube. Um, I don't ever use YouTube TV. I mean, I probably I listen to music just about as much probably as I like I like games and like uh, like watching movies. Like I'm all the time nearly having music going on, and so like you, I use YouTube a lot to like find music, or, like continuous tracks, or like find some uh, you know music videos that like I like that I like, and I create like my own little playlist. And a lot of times I've found these continuous track mixes like of um like a, a relaxation music or like electronic music. I know that's quite the, the polar opposites, but that's mm-hmm. just my life. Um, but like, I'll find a good electronic music track that I can actually like you know, reached all the way through like Armin Van Buren or somebody like um, above and beyond. Like I'll actually take that um, off YouTube and I use like a YouTube like stream ripper and like um, create a file. And then I can put it onto like my, uh, into my Apple music and be able to listen to it and stuff like that. So um, I use YouTube more for the music capabilities of it. And I know a lot of streamers are going, you know, from Twitch to like YouTube and stuff. So if there's a streamer that, you know, is on like YouTube doing something like a video on demand, I'll watch it for that, of course. And um, so those are the two reasons. But actually watch TV on YouTube or, or, you know, something like that. I I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I looked at the price of YouTube TV and I'm like, how is this better? And how come Tim is so rich? I said those two things <laughs> back to back. Yeah, I just, uh, I've already accepted the fact. I don't question it. I just roll with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the man's you. I wish. I wish. The uh, now when we actually were looking, I was always looking at like uh, all the movies that did come out in 2022 because I was like got to thinking, I'm like, what did I see in 2022? And then when I started looking at the list of stuff that did come out, I was like, oh my god, I like that, I like that, I love that, I love that one, I love that one. And um, I tell you, one that actually like I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have my time back from watching that was like the, <laughs> the Northman. If y'all ever like are in a position of watching that one, I'd probably say, do not watch it, it has a lot of stars in it. But it is like painful to watch. What was yes. the Northman about again? Yeah, it's um Viking Revenge. Yeah, right? Alex yeah, Alex Skarsgård plays a guy who just kinda like has to get revenge. Um for uh, right. and he almost almost like they, they talk about it, it's almost like plays out like a little bit like like Hamlet in a way, is what it's almost mm-hmm. akin to. But um somebody murders his father when he's a kid. And like he uh, grows up into this, uh, he has to run and get away and uh, get away from like, you know, so he's not killed okay. shortly after his, his father's killed. 
And then he's picked up by these band of mercs, if you will. And he's, you know, we see him as an adult and he is this, just like this, like just unstoppable force of a person. But then he, they raid this village and he has a change of heart and he decides to kind of like go his own way and find his way back to where he's at because, you know, they discovered he's not one of them um, with these the mercs that he's around with. And um, he makes it back to the village and he finds out, you know, the people that have actually murdered his father. And so he's actually, you know, it's just a, it becomes after that just really a revenge story. And um, along the way, you know, it's got the singer Bjork. She's in it. And um, and if I remember right, yeah, you, he's actually a love interest. He develops with Bjork. You actually get to see her topless. And um, and it kick that and, off my bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You can check that one off. And uh, and Nicole Kidman's in it. And uh, and Nicole Kidman, she plays a baddie in it. Uh, William Defoe's in it. He's a good guy in it. And uh, so it's uh, but you know, it's, you think they'd have a good good with all this, you know, good star cast in it. So it'd be some good talent being brought to the table. But um, but yeah, it just it just the, I don't know. I guess the way it was directed just wasn't done well. I mean, it just um, Robert Eggers was it. He did also did The Witch about a supernatural beings and puritan new england and lighthouse about people going mad in it in nova scotia um so uh yeah this one just really just was not a uh well-directed movie and just the it was uh it wasn't necessarily like too artsy but some scenes some parts of the film and during the acts of it they, they get they did get way too too artistic and um, what they were trying to represent. And so it was just kind of like, there was a head scratch moments where you're just like, you know, ugh. it was just not a good movie to, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure the critics probably on some level loved it, but I mean, I just, I would say just like average Joe's, I'd probably say, yeah, definitely not worth watching. Yeah. It's, it's not the gladiator that you were hoping it would be. No, 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 definitely. It's not the, the gladiator. It's not that at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stays away from that. I mean, there's not even any kind of like, you know, yeah, there's no pit fighting or arena fighting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, so but I mean, you would think it's kind of like it's trying to be like a bit like Gladiator and Braveheart had an offspring, but it, it doesn't come out that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone remembers, but um, Netflix came out with the Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, it's, it's about time travel and meeting your younger self and then um, using that to change the future so that, uh, you know, things aren't in dystopia. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one of our family movies. And I, and I like, that's one of the notable movies that I remember, but I don't remember it being that good. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, they made it because they could make it. And cause Ryan Reynolds wasn't busy for a weekend. And so, I don't know, it just kind of felt lackluster. Yeah, we watched it. I mean, I didn't necessarily hate it. I don't think it was like definitely like um, as good as like his other movie that came on Netflix, like Red Notice, um, where they did with Dwayne Johnson and yeah. um, what's her name, Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. Gail got it. But I mean, it was, uh, I will say, it would kind of felt like it was a little bit like Ryan Reynolds was getting into a uh, little bit of a rut there. I feel like he's kind of getting into all these little time travel movies. And so <laughs> at that point, and I was like, another yeah. time travel, another Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, is the man obsessed with time travel? Yeah. It also reminded me 
I think this came out earlier, The Tomorrow War, another time travel movie that just kind of just didn't hit very well. That's with Chris Pratt, and it was on Amazon Prime. I watched that, that one. Tim, I remember that one. one. Yeah, I mean, you talked yeah. about that one, Tim. Yeah. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. But it wasn't at the top of my list, like you said. It was, it was a. I, I like the concept. I like, and I was interested. In, it's not one I would go back and watch again because you know it was mind blowing. But you know, yeah, it was. I'm glad I got to watch it. So yeah, I think yeah, I enjoyed it. I think they took a little bit. They borrowed a little bit from the day after tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And they said, "How can Love we love that tomorrow? movie? That movie was awesome." Or is it the Edge yeah. of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. The day after tomorrow is with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's about global right, yeah. warming. Edge yeah. after tomorrow. The edge I love that movie tomorrow. too, actually. But Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, that one. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Like, how can it we borrow from awesome this movie? Yeah, and uh, modify it a little bit, and um, that's what they did. But it was still entertaining. I mean, for you know, the platform. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Then. That's why I didn't get into it. Too. I was like, mate, did I see this somewhere before? But it was very interesting story, obviously, and how they went about mm-hmm. it and all that kind of stuff, and. You know, like I said, it was fun to watch and see what kind of where the story was going and the effects and all that kind of stuff. And but I think this is something that I've heard on the radio before uh, that a lot of people aren't going to movies, movie theaters much anymore, except for big cinematic cinematic experiences. Yeah, like the new Avatar movie we talked about before, but like that one coming out now and action-based movies, Marvel movies, you know, all that kind of stuff. People are going for that, but other types of movies people aren't going for anymore. Uh, romance comedies or dramas, you know. So it's for something like the Amazon movie, the reason why I brought that up, something for like that Amazon movie, um, that would be probably, I don't know, I guess if I look at it, I seen it, it's hard to say, but if it came out in the theaters, I might have gone and see it there. Would mm-hmm. it have been worth the money me paying for it there? Or would it have been better if it was at the theaters? So, so I, I, wonder, I wonder because these movies are free and like now that they're exclusives on Prime and Netflix, if that kind of robs yeah. them of their specialness. Yeah, freezing quotations definitely there. <laughs> they want to give you value for your money, especially since now Netflix has gone up again on price. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and all of them are battling it out, but now that it seems like they were battling a little too hard and some were losing money. Yeah. But, uh, I, some could, I like where a lot of these get, cre- uh, get very creative, and I appreciate that. And that's why I was like, I enjoyed what I watched. It's mm-hmm. not something I'm gonna. Be, I have to go watch again because it was that that good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I want to talk about this movie I saw early in the year called. It was a Netflix exclusive called The Bubble, and it had an all star cast: Fred Armisen, Karen Gillian, um, Michael Keegan Key, Keegan Michael Key, David Duchovny, Maria Bakalova. It was directed by Judd Apatow, and it was about how hard it is to make a movie during pandemic times, how they were trying to make, you know how during the pandemic, they tried to make all these cheesy sequels, 
Well, this one was like about a cheesy dragon sequel that no one was looking forward to, but these people were kind of forced into contract into making. And I thought it was really funny. And I just looked it up on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and everyone hated it. And like, this is one of the few movies that I actually LOL'd. And so maybe I am not with it. Maybe I deserve FOMO. <laughs> did, your, did your LOL get a lot of downvotes? Uh, well, the thing is, I don't recommend this movie because it is kind of raunchy mm. and, you know, don't turn it on with the kids in the room or with you in the room. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it was a dirty pleasure to watch <laughs> this movie. It's right up Eston's alley then, you know? I know. Eston has memorized, but... Um, <laughs> But apparently everyone hated this movie. It was funny. It even had um, oh, Pedro Pascal. He was hilarious in this movie. Mm. I, I must have missed that. I never saw that actually advertised. That was on Netflix one? Yeah. It was the beginning of the year, and Karen Gillian was a hot commodity. So I was like, hey, I'm up for a comedy. Yeah, I um, but you said a lot of people have ripped on it, huh? So you were like the only person that was saying, "Oh, that was a good movie." The Quiet yeah. Boy. I, according to Rotten Tomatoes, I'm the only person in the world <laughs> who thinks this is a good movie, except for one guy from Globe and Mail. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I want to um, watch it just so I can understand why you thought it was great, and the rest of the world doesn't. <laughs> there's, there's so it's just a lot of dumb humor that for some reason like compared night. to what like a lot of well, dumb humor like what like austin powers done dumb humor or like 80s dumb humor, like the old 80s movies that had a lot of raunchy stuff in it but it was hilarious so here's the th- the scene that i thought was funny like karen um her She's a, she plays the head actress, but every time she complains about how the movie's being run, she keeps being put back, like back in like importance in the movie. And as she was supposed to be the one who was like who wins over the dragons, but she complained. So in the next filming, they changed the script so that when the the dragons scream at her, she pees her pants. It <laughs> 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 was hilarious. I like that. That sounds hilarious. I know. Yeah. I love that. And um, there was a scene when everyone, like, they were filming in front of a green screen and everyone gets the flu. So it looks like they were just kind of hanging over this mountain while throwing up. And it was just, uh, that's the just the dumb stuff like that. Okay. I have to put this on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all like uh, y'all likes the superhero stuff. Did y'all ever watch? Um, since they're talking about Venom and Spider Man and stuff, did y'all ever watch uh, the was it Mobius that came out this year? Oh, Morbius, yes. Morbius, yeah. Did y'all watch it? Um, I read a script that made fun of it. That's about it. Yeah, actually, I watched <laughs> it. It is on my list to watch. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was uh, it was on HBO Max for a while. It seems like I watched it. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, it was a it was an okay movie. It was I I didn't I didn't turn off and say, oh my god, that was so much better than this 
Spider-Man No Way Home. I just saw Jesus in my potato chips. I mean, no, there's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt about that Chris Pratt movie. I did not see Jesus in the potato chips. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, it wasn't, it was good. It was okay. But it wasn't seeing Jesus in my potato chips. There you that go. should be the new thumbs up. Is it yes. Jesus in potato chip? Or is it Exactly. If we're going to rate yeah. movies when we come here, it's <laughs> did it reach the level of you saw Jesus in your potato chips level? There you go. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, then, it, you know. Yeah, we can't watch it. It means, no, it just means that you can wait. Like if it's a movie theater movie, that means mm-hmm. you can wait to to rent it or oh, I got whatever, you, right. you know, type yeah, of yeah. thing. You, you know. But if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's that level, if it's you just saw Jesus in your potato chips, then we you terminate need to run before. out right now yeah, and we, go we, watch we it. Recording and we go out and watch it. Yes, pause this podcast. Yes. <laughs> but that, that wasn't it. We're not, wasn't right. it. Right. Well, so I, I read the editing room scripts, which kind of gives like a, a spark notes version, but also makes fun and is totally nasty to the movies that they yeah. review. Yeah. And uh, apparently like the, the teaser at the end had makes no sense. It, it actually goes against what no way home was trying to do. Um, Cause at the, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but um, okay, here it goes at the end of Morbius, uh, the vulture, Michael Keaton's vulture is able to transform into the venom world, which is supposed to make no sense because it's supposed to be the opposite where all those characters go in there, go to Peter's world. So maybe you can clear that up. I can't clear it up. Mm. The Dr. Strange thing when Dr. Strange did that was very chaotic. So that's the only way I think I could explain that is that it's, although you had a lot of villains going there Mm -hmm. because Peter helped. Yeah. And he, he also, I think I'm trying to remember no way home too. I think there was a certain point to where he didn't want to hurt Peter either. So, I think there's something there to be said that that's why he didn't end up going with all the other villains over there because uh i also think it was all the ones that died too that, and he didn't die yeah the ones that did end up dying the ones that ended up going there yeah too. And, and tom oh, hardy's yeah. venom went into peter's world and it was supposed to be everyone who knew peter parker and venom did not know peter parker so I think. Oh, and the multiverse Venom knew. Yeah. knew. So there might have been a connection there. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, Venom knew him because I remember the end credit scene where, you know, he saw the uh, on the TV when Tom was sitting in the actual uh, in the uh, hotel lodge at the actual on the beachhead. Right. And he said, oh, mm-hmm. I know this guy. <laughs> but I'm yeah. also thinking there's some could be some sort of link with the symbiont. Being from maybe different universes, oh, okay. we're not 100% clear if that Venom is part of the same universe as the Spider-Man Three Venom. I got you. No, oh. I'm not clear. I, I I'm not good at those type of details. Oh, so I'm about sure Andrew somebody... Garfield Venom. Okay. No, I'm talking about yeah. the uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yeah. Tobey Maguire had Venom. Yeah. Andrew Garfield had like Lizard Man and all those guys. That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm sure somebody listening is a Super Marvel fan, like Spider-Shan. 
if he's yeah. listening, he will correct us for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he in his room, he has like the all those pictures on his wall with red string attached to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yes. definitely has the, he has the uh, the case board like a detective. Yeah. Yes. He's got the whole MCU like that set up whenever he's yeah. you know, we see him and comes on the dinner table and the Nintendo Dad show. That's mm-hmm. all he's got around him in his whole room is just just connecting the dots through the whole MCU and the comic books and everything. So yeah, he's well connected. Does it does he have the little steel pointer that he can like extend and he like he slaps it on the wall or like points got that and the laser pointer. It's oh, yeah? two in one. It's two in one. Yeah. Use a laser pointer, and then when he wants to get serious, he breaks. He pulls out the the steel. Yeah, and when he's making a firm point, does he slap it on the board real hard? Yes. Yes. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I I would say this: if we ever do an MCU show or anything around the Marvel comic book type thing, he should definitely be a guest. Yeah, we'll have he him and run the darn thing. <laughs> we'll just let him talk and then and then chris hl too because between the two of them man they could talk they they could run you know a good hour of the show for sure well i already told spider yeah we'll uh if he was on yeah that, that'd give us opportunity like the uh, the three of us will actually while spider shan and chris are talking we'll actually we'll go we'll go and we'll get a pizza and we'll come back and get the pizza <laughs> and stuff like that and they'll still be talking and stuff like that yeah exactly. going on yeah yeah Exactly. I know what I'm looking at the 2022 in review and one one movie actually I, I wish I would have actually seen um, it's on Peacock. So I'll probably go back and see it is a uh, snail cast member. Pete Davidson did a, a movie with uh, Kaylee Hugo. Um, oh, oh, I talked yeah. about that. Yeah. The star and the rom coms <laughs> with a sci fi twist where like she's uh, and actually has a time machine. It's a tanning bed. And yes. they, uh, they've been falling in love over and over again. And so I actually want to see that. I recommend like that movie. type thing, huh? Yeah. That movie gets very dark. Like, oh, it does? <laughs> it goes from meat cute to so dark by the end of it. But I still think it's a good movie. And Now, is it is it House of Sand and Fog dark? It, it well, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but it's got... It talks about suicide near the end of it. It gets like deep into like suicide and you know wrongful upbringing and uh, it's it's like it gets very serious near the end. No, so it ends on a very serious dark note. Yeah. No, uh, all right. I was hoping for something to be a little more. I kind of I saw sci-fi and and you know oh. a rom-com thing, and I was hoping for something like that. Uh, you know uh the Haley Kuko character she's like very intense and it's funny sometimes and sometimes it's just it's it's fun to listen to her through, like listening to like white noise while you go to bed because she just yeah. like prattles on and on and on and on and she does a very good job as like the very intense uh, girlfriend with bad boundary issues oh really yeah and i I would say it's not so much funny as it is like, like wow, that's interesting. I guess that would happen if an, a very uh, in, intense girlfriend used a time machine. You're talking about, actually, you, you mentioned White Noise. That movie is actually coming out um, December 30th. That's uh, got our uh, Kylo Ren in it. And oh. um, yeah, it's based upon a, a family thrust into chaos when an airborne toxic event occurs over their own town. 
And uh, mm-hmm. so I actually saw that was when we coming out pretty soon. I was like, oh, because I want to. I like trying to catch um, Adam Driver's movies. So I want to try and catch mm-hmm. that one too coming out at the end of this year. That one's yeah. called again White Noise. Another one that's kind of came out too. I know this. I haven't had a chance to see this one. Um, this guy deserves getting mentioned because I mean he is just kind of he he disappeared off the radar for a while. Now he's picked back up. Um, you know, December 9th that came out is uh, the whale. And oh, um, yes, yes, the yeah. whale. So mm-hmm. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, yeah. He pays a 600 pound man trying to reconnect with his daughter, and um, he's wearing like a fat suit. Um, so he didn't really like gain all that that weight for the role, but it looks like it's really, really good. That is very interesting because I've seen Brendan Fraser on Doom Patrol, and he's a pretty heavy set guy. He's gained a lot of weight over the oh, years. Yeah, he, no, he's had hair thinning and he's gained weight, but not not yeah. to the level of what he plays in this character. So yeah, when I saw the the screenshot of Well, I'm like, wow, that man really let himself go. Well, they they <laughs> put him in a. Uh, Fat suit, essentially. Yeah, yeah look like yeah. he's four hundred something pound pounds in that movie. So yeah, no, no, he didn't do like uh, what was that movie? Like it was actually a really good movie. I gained so much respect for Sylvester Stallone after he did that. Was it was it Cop Out where he gained all that weight for that movie, and he played oh. that kind of overweight sheriff? Oh, Cop Out or Copland? Copland, that's it. Copland, yeah, yeah. That was a really good movie. He did really well in that movie, but um, nonetheless, the Stay in Frame. Yeah, but yeah, that's Brendan Fraser definitely wearing a fat suit in that movie. That's like the reverse of the machinist um, with uh, Christian Bale. He 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 had to play a character who never goes to sleep and just constantly loses weight because of a of a, uh, this overwhelming guilt he has. And for that movie, he emaciated himself to like skin and bones. And then after the movie was done being filmed, he gained it all back within months so he could shoot for Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. You what well, Christopher Bell, if you want to ever see did you ever see American Psycho? I've seen the sequel, which was very low budget. But the the original one that had Christian Bale in it? No, I have not seen that one. Yeah, yeah, he 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 plays that uh Pretty uh, pretty deranged guy in that movie. I'm pretty sure that was him in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale is in that. Yes, American. Yeah, Cycle American. Cycle. Yeah, yeah. He plays with pretty crazy. It's got a great soundtrack. If you love '80s music and stuff like that, you'll love the soundtrack. But I mean, he does totally like he goes on like totally like psycho. Like he is like taking people out. You know, he invites them to his house and almost like preparing them dinner. And, and he goes and talks about how he uses all these types of lotions to help out his youth and, and he's explaining things and he's very just level-headed and just casual about it. And then he'll just come behind somebody while he's talking about it. And then he'll just literally like just cut their head off. <laughs> and so, and then there's one point where he goes running down the hall, chasing after them with like a, a chainsaw or something like that. So it's just, yeah, it's cause they're getting away. I mean, it, he, he plays one deranged guy in that movie. It's hard to see him. And then you turn around and you see like, Batman. <laughs> so <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Batman wishes he could be like that. Um, Speaking of that, did y'all like the Batman? What's y'all's take on that? I'll let you guys go first. 
I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it much better. I had low expectations going into that, watching it, and I was pleasantly surprised at how well it turned out and how well, uh, um, what's his name, played the character. Um, so I can't well, remember. I never used the last name. I never used the name right. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh yeah, I I enjoyed it. I liked the the direction of it, and uh, I was I hoping there would be a, the Batman too, but it may not happen unless they allow it to happen and continue continuity. Continue that continuity, continuity. Excuse me. Uh, knowing that or us knowing that Batman's not going to turn it into anything like in a JLA movie or anything like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked the movie. I, I was like, I went into it definitely with like, uh, you know, low expectations. But because um, I, I love the Christopher Nolan ones, love them big time. And um, you know, it turned out really, really well. I mean, it, it really, he, I think he pulled off Batman for what type of Batman they were trying to do. And that, that, mm-hmm. that chapter of Batman's life when he's first starting out. And, um, you know, he the hasn't Batman had time. Batman year one. Yeah, he hasn't had time to beef up you know, and to, to get all kind of like swole. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely is. Uh, and I love how like they actually did their own take on it. Whenever the guy asked him who he is and he says, I'm vengeance. And uh, so, I mean, I, I was liking it. I enjoyed the movie. And also probably, I could have been, um, it could have been because the director was heavily influenced by some of my favorite movies, like the movie seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that might've been another reason why I really enjoyed it. Although, yes, it was a dark Batman again. Batman, at least in a lot of the comics that I read or graphic novels I read, has always been in a dark environment. So it Mm -hmm. worked for me. And I always said that with him because, I mean, Batman in general, as far as a personality, I mean, when you get down to it, the guy's battling depression every day because of what's happened Mm -hmm. to him at a young age. He saw his parents get killed has left a mark on him and so i mean he's he's i would imagine he's always you know two steps away from pondering suicide and so mm-hmm. i mean definitely he's a dark guy <laughs> and yeah. yeah and so i mean he's definitely not going to be like a bright side and so it's uh so he's you're going to get a darker character <laughs> he's not right, mike what did you think so in hindsight i liked it but I came in to the movie with so much hype that it was going to be like Christopher Nolan 2.0. Actually, I had no uh-huh. idea what I was getting into because I refused to see any trailers or read up on anybody. I just know that the Matt Reeves guy was really, really gunning to be like the Christopher Nolan killer. And everyone around me was like, yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. So I saw it. And to me, I, I was like, this is just, you know, Batman going into different buildings and asking questions and people getting irritated that he's mucking, monkeying up their stuff. I mean, are we sure we like this? Um, <laughs> but now it was like, detective. It, it was the yeah. dark detective, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Now. But now that, like, I've had time to think about it, um, I. I have to say that I, I didn't like Jim Gordon because he was kind of like being the millhouse to Bart Simpson. He's like, oh, you know, Batman, whatever you want, whatever you want, man, just do it. You know, I'm your best bud. 
<laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like. I was like, "This is this is the." I, I like that actor, so I I appreciated yeah. the his take on Gordon. Yeah, because I remember like the cartoon where like if Gordon was angry, like Batman's like, "Oh, I'm in trouble," but this Gordon was like, "Uh, you know, uh, you know, let me just throw away everything I know about being a cop because Batman's here," and then he does a girlish giggle. Jeff Jeffrey Wright played James Gordon, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, I he's one of my favorite supporting actors I've seen. I haven't seen him in any major roles, or um, other than some of the roles I've seen him in in some of my favorite movies, like it was the CIA agent in a lot of James Bond movies. You know, was he Felix oh. Leiter? Yeah, he was Felix. So yeah, <sighs> okay. <laughs> he was also in uh, in uh, Westworld. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'd actually like to see a Felix Leiter standalone movie. I think I'd like that. I think yeah. he's a really good actor, what I've seen him do. So uh, that's why I, I I probably glossed over probably what you saw and uh, enjoyed his, his portrayal of Gordon. See, I I was cursed, and maybe by... Maybe this was the wrong way to look at it, but I fell in love with Batman the Animated Series. So, you know, my movies, I demand that all the actors act like Batman the Animated Series. And this yeah. was a... And yes, I know there's a comic book based on Batman, and he does a lot of detective stuff, and he doesn't always do karate and ninja stuff. But... Animated you know, series played on a lot of the detective stuff too, though. So yeah. I'm surprised you didn't like the detective work in this movie, well, considering no, you that... just mentioned the animated stuff. Yeah. Well, part part of part of why detective movies scare me is because I'm always afraid I'm not going to understand it. And okay. Like the, the Batman's going to come up with this clue. He's like, ah, oh, according to this, you know, sock dipped in blood. You know, that means. <laughs> You know, Mr. Freeze did it on a Wednesday at the mansion with the candlestick. And I'm <laughs> and I'm thinking, why Why do we know? Why, you know, rewind. Yeah. You know, getting everyone's consensus in the theater to rewind it. Uh, so <laughs> I, I get I mean, uh, my moment, right? Was I, I feel like the movie could have had a stronger villain. I felt like the the Riddler was a little bit of a kind of like, I don't know, a letdown in some way. Because I was like, well, it's not really like. I mean, he yeah, he's doing these things, but at the same time, at the big the payoff moment, it's mm-hmm. kind of like where it's really just kind of like you've just done like kind of like brainwashed a lot of people, and you have them doing it. So there's no really kind of per se coming to blows mm-hmm. with, with the villain. And so I just I, I would have liked the villain story arc to be written a little bit differently if I had to rewrite it. Yeah. So my my take on the villain was that I thought it was played well. Uh, by Paul Dano and mm-hmm. it actually creeped he creeped he did a very creepy version of that character uh because one he, this is where I came into it thinking okay yeah my expectations were low mm-hmm. knew he had to stay away from getting anywhere near the Joker mm-hmm. right? especially um the um Christopher Nolan movies um or even the the other Joker that nobody liked from like Suicide Squad, Morbius. <laughs> oh yes, so you, you got to be careful of that. Plus, you didn't want it to, him to be campy either, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want like to Jim Carrey's, yeah. like Jim Carrey's, or even the classic Riddler. Yeah. So, which were all done very well in their own right. So, there had to be something different. And I think with Bry came into it, it was taking the Riddler, making him as real world as you could possibly get. True. And making him a serial killer, manipulating other people too. So, um, I thought I thought I felt it was done very well in that case of making it almost believable. Like this could be a real world serial killer that ends up being called the Riddler because of the riddles and stuff, right? I guess I guess my thing was just he just when I looked at like Christopher Nolan's The Joker, I saw like okay, this guy's intimidating. This guy will get blood on his hands and get the job done. <laughs> And, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, he's seven ways past Sunday crazy. <laughs> so, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, hands down, you can't top Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just, that was amazing. It's going to always be the. It's solidified. You know, it used yeah, to be the yeah. Jack Nicholas version. And now it's the, you know. Yeah. Ledger version. But, so, But this guy, this guy, it just, you know, he, he was, he just didn't come across. It just, yeah, he was calculated. And yes, how he did his thing as far as like, you know, his riddles and how he, you know, manipulated people. But he just didn't, he didn't necessarily necessarily like, I don't know, he just didn't, he just didn't seem intimidating to me. Like if, like if, like if Batman could get his hands on him, you know, Batman would just chuck him out like a sack of potatoes out the window and be done with it. But that's the thing about the Riddler. It wasn't, Riddler wasn't anything about confrontation. He Hitler always knew he couldn't go up against Batman. So yeah. It was always about, at least physically, it was always about, and you know, um, ecologically, brainiac, brainiac you know? stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the Joker kind of played that way too. Joker knew yeah. couldn't go up blow to blow, but it was always a, a mental game. You know, it's always mm. a mind game, if you will. That's where the Riddler came in because. Th- Batman isn't always can beat up all the goons that you want and stuff like that. But there's Batman has a uh, Tony Stark mind. Ooh, that's what it has to be conveyed when going up against these villains. So I'm not trying to disprove what you guys are saying. I'm just trying to point out the way I looked at it too. So just, no, no, I, I, appreciate your opinion. I, yeah, I totally I, respect what you guys saw. No, 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 I appreciate your opinion. Yeah. I value your, all your opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just definitely, it's a, uh, I guess I was just looking for because the movie had build, was building energy and building energy, and um, you know you could tell Batman was getting was closing in on him. You know the, the walls were closing in, and I was I guess just you know in the whole the vein of kind of maybe the the, the Christopher Nolan Batman. I mean I was looking for sure. just kind of like the the throwdown. We're expecting something for sure there. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, where he gets into a green mech and starts throwing yeah. <laughs> bombs over the city. Uh, yeah, but, I get it. And I was getting a little sad that when, you know, when the the Riddler surrendered, I'm like, oh, no, credits are like, can it be next? And yeah. this will be the end of the movie. I'm like, no, this can't be. And uh, then they threw in that whole exploding uh, the walls and flooding the whole city, which I respect because I I was really into the Batman No Man's Land arc which I, I give Matt Reeves much respect for throwing that in there as well. And um, I like cool. to see how they, in that moment, they showed how Batman starting out, you know, he, he, he is not like this, this, this juggernaut, 
if you will, not the actual X-Men, of course, juggernaut, but I mean, it's just that you know, he is stoppable. And, you know, he actually, cause they, I mean, they, you know, the guy shoots a round of a shotgun point blank range, you know, and it like, uh, you know, it, it takes him out of commission there for a bit. And so, I mean, it actually shows he's got vulnerabilities and, you know, he's, he's still building his, how should I say it? His underground nighttime career. Yes. He's learning. <laughs> what, what I do like about that movie, just because all the other portrayals of Batman is he's a ninja is that when he gets into a fight, he does like this little baby walk to the villains. You know, it plays to that that score, that dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. but it's, he's doing like this tiny little walk towards his bad guys. And like, why are the bad guys just waiting there? Like, I know they're a little bit intimidated, but like while he's like scurrying yeah. to them, they could be like whacking his brains out while he's doing that. Uh, well, I, I did like that how they actually portrayed like how he does this reverse intimidation. Like they were showing bad guys looking into the shadows, and like, they would like kind of mm-hmm. hesitate, and they don't know if Batman's there, so they actually they would just run away from that actually that shattered alley and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty sweet. I like how they were portraying that. I was like, oh, this is good. This is like just this is is the vein of Batman. Like that 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 mental like screwing with you. You don't know if I'm there or if I'm not there. And so mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, another movie, a movie that I mentioned to you guys that I really enjoyed. And and to be honest, I actually can't think back throughout the year enough to figure out which movie was bad for me. (laughs) So (laughs) I probably just pushed it out of my brain and, you know, just like forget it. And I don't know what that was. I'm sure I could come up with it at some point. But movie that I really enjoyed this year that I, the first thing that pops in my head, if somebody asks, what's your favorite movie of 2022? First one that pops in my head is everything everywhere all at once. I think, on either, I think either of you watched it, right? So yeah. um, it is a adventure sci-fi movie. And the reason why I really enjoyed this movie a lot is because one gave me the same feeling that I had when I saw The Matrix for the first time in the movie theater. And even seeing it for the first time ever. So I I never thought I was going to get that feeling again. Seeing The Matrix and all that new everything new in that movie that happened that I was blown away with there. For me, everything everywhere all at once at that same level for me. Where Things happen in the movie that just, I was just at the edge of my seat trying to just, what's going to happen next? This movie is crazy. What is going on? Just, it keeps building on that and building on that. And just, Mm. it plays with all of your emotions throughout this whole doggone movie. So it's not just an action movie where you're just like all pumped up because of it, but there's some touching scenes in it. There's some on a comedy in there and there's some, you know, romantic things in there too, believe it or not. So it's very, just, everything all at once. Oh, everything all at once. Yes. In, <laughs> in the movie. Um, very well done. we very well put together. Uh, I am, I'm so glad I got to see it. And I, and I try to tell everybody it's like, it is a crazy movie. You're probably going to watch the first half an hour to an hour and be like, what the heck did Tim just tell me to watch? <laughs> <laughs> and but stick with it. it still may not be 
same level movie that I felt it was for you. I think everybody should at least watch it once just to get an idea of what this movie is about and why it's got you know high. It's ninety five percent Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. on the good side. People, <laughs> so people are seeing Jesus in their potato chips when they yeah, talk yeah. about this movie. I saw Jesus in the potato chips when I saw. Right, I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> it's, yes. So here's the thing: I have it on my DVD queue, but I've. But I've had um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet in my house for five months, not watched. <laughs> and I finally just said, you know what? I'm not going to watch Tenet. I, I can't even brag to Eston um, that I saw a smart movie. So I'm giving up and I'm skipping right to this um, movie that is it's, it's criminal that I've not seen something because like this because this is the year where I'm just kind of I just kind of have Marvel and DC fatigue definitely DC because they uh, they're in the market of breaking my heart um that's what happens when you love and you let okay. others hurt you it's okay mike it'll be okay i know i know <laughs> here for you and here for you i'll miss my superman too look what they did to my boy uh, anyways um so I'm looking forward to that warhammer movie though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he gave up Superman, and he gave up Geralt. He better bring it. <laughs> better yeah. bring it for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see it probably for a while, for another four years, probably. But yeah. So instead of seeing the movie that you just mentioned, which is has Oscar bait all over it, um, I did the the technical. Uh, you know, mom, I want to see everything everywhere all at once, and mom's like, we have that at home, and that was actually Doctor Strange too. And so I ended up seeing Doctor Strange 2, which is kind of like, I guess, in some vein, it's a little like that movie, but it's kind of like the diet version. <laughs> yes, it does have, it does touch on the multiverse. Yes, a little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit. Hold on. That's, that's <laughs> one movie that will bring heat my way. Because I walked out of that movie, and I walked out of it, and I said, that is the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, I did not like that movie. I said that is way too much Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi with like just go be Sam Raimi. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, not feeling it at all. I was like, even my even like my family that I took to see the movie with, they were like, they asked me, they're like, did Marvel mean to do a Halloween movie? I mean, it was just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like I like I was. I mean, it was just like yeah. I was just like I was not feeling that movie at all, and to wow. this day. I'm like, I watched it once, and that is the only time I will ever watch that movie at all. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. That's Man. crazy. I, I don't know what to say now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their opinions. I respect <laughs> y'all, but yeah, that's mine. I'm just like, it was just, it's not the multiverse thing. It's just like, it just went, I don't know. It's just the whole, it's just, again, it's just too much Sam Raimi hams all over it. I'm like, we get it. You did, you know, Evil Dead. You know, you did those movies. You know, it's just like I see too much of that in this movie. And, you know, I know people. I've seen it on our discords. People loved it. You know, I see like, you know, on the Internet, people voting it. One of the best Marvel movies in a long time come. I don't know how it beat Spider-Man No Way Home because I walked out of that one saying, can I buy a ticket and go back right back around and see it again? <laughs> I mean, I love that one to death. And Spider-Man so is Jesus and the potato chips. It is. It was. I did see Jesus in my potato chips when I wanted that. 
but yeah that that one was just like it was just way too much like it was just oh, Sam dr Rankin. strange was the devil in your mashed potatoes it was yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was, an exorcism needs to be performed on this reel oh man you know i see this is how i know i'm always on the wrong side of history when it comes to movies because i i I was like, oh, you know, that was that was fun. You know, it was cheesy in a few parts. And, you know, the way they, they muddled up the ending was, eh, okay. You know, like this movie definitely had flaws. If it was in a race, it would kind of limp, but at least it finished. Um, but I was like, oh, that's fun. Maybe because I was geeking out that, uh, what is it, John Krakowski? Krakowski. Yeah. Yeah. Krakowski. Was, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah he was mr fantastic and i'm like oh that's so cool like they they nailed it i really want to see i want to see movies based on this universe now because yeah, you know it was a dark scene though it was such a dark scene i mean like the girl scott which is like you know do your kids have a mom yes good and then she just like kills him i mean it's just it's right. like, so, yeah it's just it's a, a very dark, dark movie yeah it's dark very movie. very dark I felt like a fan, like a fanboy who snuck into an R-rated movie. Like, oh, yeah, it should have been. I feel, like it, I feel like it should have been rated R. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I, I enjoyed. That was another one I enjoyed, but it um, wasn't Jesus and the Potato Chips, but it was something <laughs> that I appreciated Marvel's different direction on. So, and I, I'm a Sam Raimi fan, so I guess I get he got a pass from me. Plus, he's from Michigan, so. <laughs> was it was it angels? No, no, I like Army of Darkness. I like Army. Oh, Darkness. Army of Darkness is like so good. Yeah, I, I love, love Army of Darkness. I've watched that multiple times, and I I quote that movie at times. So yeah, I love that movie. Here. Yeah. Movies <laughs> in my my favorite that because I died laughing. Yeah. I saw this and because we saw it in the theater, my, my my best friend and I we went and watched it. I died. I was in tears on the floor, cracking up so much when the skeleton was it one of the skeletons came up to the bad um, version of uh, what's his name? Good guy. I can't remember his name, but Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's good guy. There was he. Bruce Campbell had the bad. Oh, guy Ash. Here, right? Ash. Ash. Yeah. Ash. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ash. But then there was the bad guy version. Oh, well, this, that he was controlling the army. Oh, of Darkness, yeah. right? I forget, I forget it was like the skeletons that the army of skeletons that were coming, yeah. and one of them just came up to him and said, "Let's get the heck out of here." Yeah, yeah, I cried. Right. I say cried. I died so laughing so oh, hard yeah. at that. Yeah. Now I say that all the time throughout. Ever since I saw it in the theaters, long all those years ago, I say that every now and then, and I've had to explain it to people why I say it, and that's because of that movie. I, I'm like, "Let's get the heck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> My, I said, he drops an H E double L on it. Yeah. And it is so <laughs> funny. God, that's so funny. Yeah. I did that one and I do like, this is my boomstick. <laughs> yes. You know, my only experience with Evil Dead was seeing the Evil Dead musical in Toronto, yeah. which was amazing. It's the only musical with a splash section for blood. <laughs> I actually I actually laughed at I Evil Dead. That. Yeah. And that's I the part I laughed where- at too. 
where the thing is chasing him through the house and he keeps looking back and he screams and tries to run faster and he keeps looking back and he screams and runs faster. I was actually laughing my fanny off at that. <laughs> yes, yes. This is not the first one though, when they're they're all in the house and which one is that the second one? Which one is the one where it's the thing's chasing them through the house and it keeps making a whoa? Yeah, they were in both of them. Okay, well, yeah, it was in both of them. So because yeah. there was a lot of repetitiveness in yeah, one, yeah. Dead one and two. So if I remember correctly, I didn't watch those as much as I watched Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think Army of Darkness was bunch. You know, Sam Raimi. Now, I'm not knocking on Sam Raimi. Before I get a lot of hate, you know, Sam Raimi did real good with the Spider-Man movies. I enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, and, I just and, go send your emails to Eston at filmlogic.com. Yeah. Didn't like it. No, Sam Raimi like, sucks at filmlogic.com. That's yeah. Eston's email address. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. This was a very divisive movie for a lot of people. So yes, there's it a lot was. of people who liked it. There's a lot of people who didn't. I liked it. Again, it's I gauge mine and, and did I have fun? It was fun to watch. Is it one I'm going to have on repeat all the time where I go back and say, oh, hey, I want to watch a Marvel movie. Is it going to be that one? No, probably no. not. Nope. Uh, Same. I like how Marvel didn't make it samey. Like yeah. everything else. You know, so it was yeah. different. It was not the Marvel that. way. I took a minute there. I thought you were trying to say you mispronounced Sammy. And I was like, well, you just think I got you now. No, yeah. Sammy. It wasn't yeah, Sammy, it was Raimi. Yeah. It was Raimi, not Sammy. Yes. <laughs> Which, going back to what you said, Mike, you do need to watch Tenet because if, if you, you give Tenet like the first like first hour, you might be kind of like, what's going on here? I don't understand this. What's happening like that? But trust me, oh, buddy, 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 trust me. The last 35 minutes of it, is such a payoff that after that you'll be like, oh my god, this is such a great movie. Everyone I need to watch that too. Everyone says if you watch Tenet, you're gonna be so confused. And I'm like, I'm already confused in normal movies. The way he does it, <laughs> yeah, the way he does it, you have to give it, you've got to watch it and you have to be patient with it. But trust me, the last like the last 45, 35 minutes of it, the payoff is so great that you'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I, I gave this movie a chance. Cause it's just like, you're just like this. And at the end you'll be like, that was a great movie. <laughs> another one, another one of those that all comes together. It sounds like towards the end. So it does. Um, just like everything everywhere all at once does when you come back, watch yeah. that whole thing. It all comes together as it builds yeah. towards the end. So just be patient. Well, like I, I said, I, you're going to be like, what the heck is Tim making me watch? Mm-hmm. In the first half an hour to an hour, but trust me. Well, I fa- I had a fan out moment this year, and that's definitely like, and I know probably Tim, you can relate some to this. Was that like um that uh when you hear that guitar riff, I was like, oh my god, I'm loving it. Oh god, just please, just let let me die here now. Was uh when I saw Top Gun Maverick, and I went and saw it in the theater, and how like uh I love that so much, and they had like the opening n- number, and you start hearing that. Get, Tar riffs start taking off and that drum beat and everything. That was such a good movie. Top Gun Maverick is amazing. I mean, if we're like a follow-up to Top Gun, they nailed it right on the head. They portrayed like, you know, Tom as like an older um, pilot and they actually like, but they did it well and they put it like in frame as far as like him being older. You know, he's not the, the playboy anymore per se and stuff and he's not the hot mm-hmm. dog that much anymore. But, um, you know, and how they brought him back on as like a flight instructor and, uh, 
really well done movie. I mean, you know, the, the enemy is like a kind of a nameless enemy. So they did on purpose not to be offensive to anybody, but, um, but it was a great pace to the movie. And, um, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of Top Gun, I mean, this, this movie delivered big time. I mean, it was, it was such an awesome follow-up. I mean, it, it, this would be in like my top, uh, definitely top one or two for this past year was Top Gun Maverick. And, um, and Lady Gaga song from it. I mean, title song. It's just a, it's a masterpiece song. I loved it. <laughs> cool. Wow. It seems like that it? movie d- doesn't deserve to be that amazing. Because, you know, in in the vein of summer blockbusters and pumping out sequels, like, it seems like, uh, you know, they could have just pooped out something and just put a nice uh, shiny coat on it. But it seems like, like, I don't know, was it Tom that's like, no, no, we're pulling out all the stops. You know, I do all my own stunts. Um, you yeah, know, I try to kill myself front. in every movie. <laughs> Yeah, all the other actors actually flew, like took pilot training and stuff, and actually were uh, in the planes themselves too. And so it was, uh, yeah, they did authenticity throughout the whole entire movie. And uh, in a world of CGI, I have mad love respect when you do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this gets the rating of. I would say Jesus in the potato chips for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Tim, I know, Tim, you're a Top Gun fan. You didn't see it. I have not seen it yet. It's on my list to watch. For sure. Oh, my God. It's on, it's on Paramount. Yeah, with Pearl. Right <laughs> the movie I have, I-, I have the week off for Christmas. I hope I'll be able to watch it then. So, yeah. This week. You, I'm, I'm writing down a list of all the movies I need to watch now. And they have continuity in it, too. They actually do. They, yes, they, do. Uh, they go back and mention people from the first one and this one. So you have carryover. So well, his, Goose's son is is you know pissed off at Maverick, so that's got to yeah. be something there. Well, they mentioned too. They actually like uh, they mentioned um, uh, Becky Benjamin whenever Goose is talking about that when the animal's chewing him out at the very beginning of the movie Top Gun. They mentioned her, and so yeah. she actually starts making a. Uh, she gets I won't ruin the movie, but she gets referenced and stuff in a way. So, but uh, yeah, go enjoy the movie, man. Let me know when when you do watch it. Let me know what you think. Is it faithful to the parody Hot Shots 1 and Hot Shots Part 2? Because that's the yes. ones I've followed. No, you won't use the bomb. He's getting drinking like lemonade by the pool and a bomb drop on him and he spits the lemonade Trace. off. Yes. Trace. <laughs> but I did enjoy those movies. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won't see uh, you won't see Tom Cruise's pilot, uh, you know, him calling out for uh, Roger Roger, Chili Willy, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite line from that movie is uh gosh what's his name he's the the lead person what carrie yules no no from uh hot shots my gosh he's uh, charlie sheen yeah yeah charlie sheen so charlie yeah. sheen is is they're parroting um like a kickboxing or rambo 2 when he's uh, in a kickboxing at the um, at this monastery, and they're trying to get him to go back into the force, and he's like, "No, you know, I want to be a virgin monk like my father and his father before him." Oh, I gotcha. I remember that scene. I have to go back and watch it now. It's been so long since I've seen those two movies. I just remember bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Did y'all? Did Did any of y'all uh, see uh, the? Uh, 
Fablemans, that movie based upon Steven Spielberg's life. It sounds like it's like a movie that'll make you cry and cheer at the same time, the way I see the trailers. Yeah, it came out November 11th. And so I just didn't know if anybody of y'all, if y'all saw that. So that was one of my lists to see. So it came out this year. So, but since y'all didn't see it and I didn't see it, we really can't talk about it. So, but it was worth mentioning you, it. You know what's coming out after I publish this? Matilda the Musical on Netflix. You got on your watch list already? Yeah, I, I want to see it. And then I want to redo this podcast and bring it up and tell you that that was a great movie. <laughs> Well, if you do that, it doesn't count anymore. If you do that, then I will. I'll give you my review because I'm being forced by my family to pretty soon to sit through Lao Lao Crocodile. <laughs> I actually hear that movie was surprisingly charming. I someone gave it like a Facebook paragraph. Is that the, is that the new notoriety when you get a Facebook paragraph? You're like. They didn't say it was Jesus and the potato chips. It was more like the angel Michael and the shoestring fries. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so halfway at the meter scale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> come on, come on. Where's the real guy? <laughs> <laughs> now the um, I know the uh, I actually went and saw because since we we're talking all the movies out the year. And one that actually causes like uh, opposite opinions at times. I actually enjoyed Uncharted. Did y'all see that? It's on Netflix. I know that much. Yeah. If I, I have enjoyed all the Drake uh, games, and so I ate it up. So I'm a bit of a fanboy. So I'm probably biased in my opinion, but I enjoyed the Uncharted. So if uh, y'all see it, then y'all let me know y'all's opinion on it. But uh, did y'all see Black Adam? No. You see I'm I'm a total DC fan and I love the Justice Society and yet I am not like running to see Black Adam because it just seems like it's going to disappoint me. And yeah. I'm, I'm so disappointed. I mean, I was not disappointed in it. I mean, I went in there with like no expectations. I like I went in there. My son wanted to see it because he's mm-hmm. a huge fan of Dwayne Johnson. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll see it. And it's a superhero movie, so we'll go see it. And um, yeah, I mean, I was um, you know. Was not disappointed in it. I mean, I didn't, you know, definitely didn't say it does not feel like, you know, this is like, okay, this is going to be the start of DC now is going to be taken off like Marvel. I mean, I don't feel that effect about to happen, but I right. will say if you do see it, I, you know, if you can see it on like a, like HBO max is on there now. I mean, yeah. I, I don't feel that you'll like feel like, God, I wish I could have those two hours back in my life. Yeah. Like I'm okay with stupid fun. I've seen, I've seen the rock in the rundown and I loved how stupid fun that was. Um, so I'm I'm ready for that journey. I just hate the fact that everything that they reveal at the end that Mr. James Gunn axed. So it's I can't even get excited about it. Yeah, the um, I really don't know how where you know where DC's. I haven't read too much online. I don't do a lot of superhero reading stuff online, um, but so I don't really know where DC's going after this. Um, I know they have the next Shazam coming out, and I'll go see that because I enjoyed Shazam. Yeah, that was good. And so, which I don't know, Black Adam will probably be in Shazam too, potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got to look at the billing and see if he's in there as a cameo or something. But um, but I don't know. It's uh, it just sucks. Like we already mentioned about Henry now has moved on from Superman because that was like I really enjoyed him being 
be in that that role. And so I cannot. Yeah. I don't have I have a little bit of marble. I do have marble fatigue, but I don't have DC fatigue. So I'm I was hoping that DC would take off and start being competitive with marble. Right, right. That is always my my uh, dreaming hope is because I've always been team DC. Um, I actually like the original Justice League. And while everyone was convincing me, no, no, that was dumb, Mike. No, I'm like, God help me. I. I, I liked it. And then I saw the Snyder version and I liked it even more. And, you know, I don't know if I'm on the wrong side of history by preferring DC over Marvel, but darn it, here I am. Ready to be convicted <laughs> of this crime. I don't think I'm on the right side of history. It's your taste. You're not identify with more characters on that side. Yeah, I've been reading oh, a lot of so. comics because apparently these movies are based on books. And I've been very satisfied with the comics, at least. Well, see, my thing with Marvel, I've gotten impatient with them. How many Marvel movies have we had now? And I feel like they keep they keep teasing us about some X-Men coming on the scene. And they give us a, they give us a couple here and there. But they actually never really fully, like I feel in my taste, fully deliver. Like I want to see like the X-Men roll up in there into a Marvel movie. And um, I don't know if it's a, a, a movie studio rights is what they're fighting or what. But I actually want to see, for once, I want to see, like I said, in the comic strip, I want to see the Wolverine and the Hulk fight. Yeah. The they have game. the rights. They have the rights for a lot of them. Um, yeah. Fox had the X-Men stuff. So now they yeah. have Fox, so they have that stuff. Right. Um, don't have the rights to ha- do a Hulk movie, though, <laughs> unfortunately, because yeah. that's universal. Um, that's so funny. I understand. So. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I they they had the perfect out for um, how they're going to bring in the the mutants because they, someone made a mention in Endgame like when when uh, the Hulk used the the gauntlet it put gamma radiation all over the world and it spiked in different places and that that could have been like oh that's what awakens everyone's mutant abilities and they could have just they could have been on that but you know they glossed over it. Can always go back to it. Yeah. When they're ready to do the mutant thing. So. Yeah. To be honest. We still got, uh, we just finished phase four, so we got to get through five and six. So we'll see what happens. Was there supposed to be like this amazing, like, end to phase four? Like, like uh, how they did Infinity? Um, because I I wasn't feeling it. Like, isn't it supposed to end with like Kang the Conqueror? Like, oh, we still have more. Uh, we still have more around the multiverse to go through. See, I'm. I think the Secret Wars is what's supposed to be the catalyst. You see, I don't think they're ready to make a repeat of Infinity War because it was so new and so fresh. That when they come out with like the grand finale of, I don't know, phase five or something, no one, it's not going to get nearly as much reception as their infinity end game. This build is taking longer, I think, than we got with the end game, mm-hmm. infinity war and end game. So, um, I could be wrong, but it just, it's definitely taking longer, but there's something. Bigger 
and uh, and when we got in the, in those in the Infinity War and Endgame. So coming with with probably the multiverse and the King the Conqueror and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. well, if they bring in the mutants, then they have to bring in the Phalanx. Mm-hmm. And that that storyline. Because be interesting where they take it for sure. And so, what about uh, those not mutants? Uh, but they're kind of like mutants. Inhumans. The Inhumans. They have so much there. The reason why we had Inhumans is because Marvel wanted to do a movie. They couldn't do anything on mutants because Fox had it at the time rights to do the movie stuff. That's the mm-hmm. only reason why we have Inhumans, I think. <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, so I'm mixing it up with something else. Uh, oh, they couldn't that, use the mutant thing. That's why they need to bring back Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> the uh, another movie I was going to ask that y'all actually saw was on on Netflix. Uh, a kid's book. Uh, it's actually quite a famous book when I'm learning. Um, and I sat down and watched the movie. It's actually pretty good. The School for Good and Evil. Did any of y'all get to see that? I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting, yeah, but it is, I didn't see it yet. Nope. There, there's a lot of things I haven't seen that came out this year that is on my list. I'm late to see. Uh, a lot of my time is spent in the video games, uh, obviously. <laughs> Uh, more so than in front of the TV, but when it comes time to sit down in front of the TV, it's like my wife and I have to figure out something to watch. Sometimes that's even that takes longer than act- watching an actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. you want to watch this now? Nah. You want to watch this now? Nah. Okay, well, I'll just watch a documentary then. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> Yeah, that's a no. I, I, I balance it out. Like I play, of course, playing my video games, but then definitely I, I catch my movies and stuff. That's why, like, I, now you see why I don't really watch much like actual like TV series on TV because they're like watching them, uh, uh, like a, a Netflix series or something like that. We can kind of binge watch, or you know, watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And too, it's like ever since the pandemic, it was like before the pandemic, my wife and I would go to see a movie almost like. I would say at least twice a month, it seems like, or more. Yeah. Uh, and then there was times where it would be a drought, but it was most of the time I would say on average, we'd see like two movies a month, at the theater, but then the pandemic hit. And of course there was like a drought and we got spoiled by being able to watch some of these movies at home Yes. You know, once it was available to stream or whatever, so it was like now it's like we can choose what we go see, or we just wait until we can watch it on stream. It's I mean that's the normal. It's such yeah. a double edged sword because it would be awesome to see the new um Black Panther, Wakanda Forever in theaters, but I know if I wait like a week it'll be at Disney Plus. And so I don't have to leave my couch. Right. Yeah, that's like when my wife asked her, you know, like, you want to rent and watch Black Adam? And she's like, no, let's just give it some time. It'll come out on something. And it came out on HBO Max. You have to go oh. get your popcorn and get it in one of these. That's why you go to the theater to watch yeah. Condo Forever. 
oh, a tin nice. can filled with popcorn, and then you can reuse this as a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't pop popcorn in that anymore? Oh no, I don't put popcorn in it anymore. Oh no, yeah, and I have. I have that one. I've got a couple of Marvel ones like that, and I got a couple yeah. Star Wars ones like that. So I have quite a few of them. But that's well, one reason why. Use Jiffy Pop popcorn in, right? Yeah. Oh man, my wife makes some really good popcorn too. So it's like it'd be perfect to go in there. But I, I can reveal this on the show. It's a film logic show. I actually I don't eat popcorn. I don't care for it at all. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. First, you're fired. What's your movie snack then? <laughs> <laughs> what's your movie snack then you can't fire me i quit <laughs> <laughs> what's my movie snack yeah do you what's your go-to snack if you're gonna yes, if, goobers you look like a goobers guy a goobers guy <laughs> it's just because i don't have hair gel in my hair that's why you're thinking that <laughs> i've got all this hair i don't want to put all this gel in it it's got like goes everywhere the um uh so uh york peppermint patty okay yeah york peppermint patty and then i do like kind of like a coke zero oh yeah yeah oh man that works that's a smooth talking right there do you get it in the tub size or the trailer size <laughs> no <laughs> no i keep it i keep it simple i get that he doesn't want to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie no no <laughs> no i i uh i do the 20 ounce twist stop i just i um I uh, bring it in like stuffed in my pocket or something like that. I just yeah. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying that big thing. No, I just bring in my own drink. Thank you. Oh, I you talk about drinks, right? And we talk about if you get the big one, you gotta go to the bathroom, right? I think there's something in the air because it doesn't matter what size you get or whether you drink something or not. Why does it seem like you always have to go to the bathroom, anyways? A movie. That could be a bladder problem. Oh, it's mm. not. I don't have a bladder problem. I'm talking I like I normally I can sit through mm. hours of not going to the bathroom any other time, but in a movie theater, no, I have to go to the bathroom, no matter if I have something to drink or not. Probably but, because there's like some Tyler Durden moment where there's a spliced in reel where it shows you like bathroom break, like he did <laughs> like in Fight Club, you know, where it's like yeah, that little cigarette burn mark and it's got instead of like, like that little that little <laughs> That little porn clip instead it's like a little like yeah bathroom breaks yes. and that subliminal message that makes you think oh i gotta pee that's probably what it is that's it that is exactly what it is the big toilet yeah. companies have you around it's their finger in there right there yes yeah it is yeah yeah right what is what is edward norton saying that movie not even a hummingbird could catch tyler Durden at work <laughs> he's so busy <laughs> <laughs> But no, I actually, I never buy those drinks or never buy that. I just say, bring in my stuff just in my pockets. And actually, the theater I go to around here, the kids don't even care. Like, sometimes I just walk in there, just hold my twist stop soda. And they're like, okay, yeah, auditorium, such and such. Yeah. Seeing people come in with takeout, takeout, like, yeah. like a, a White Castle sack of burgers or. <laughs> I've seen that too. I've seen a lady yeah. walk in with a foot long Subway sandwich. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I exactly. see now. Now I want to bring a George Foreman grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what's that smell? It smells really good. Oh, there's this dude back here grilling up burgers. <laughs> Give me one. I'll take one. <laughs> it's back there, like ten bucks for a burger. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll grill you up one right now. 
Heck yeah, do, baby. Do any of you have one of those tavern theaters where you can sit at a table and watch a movie and they serve you burgers and fries and stuff? I haven't yeah, been there yet, that. but yes, yeah. we have one of those. Yeah, um, yeah the Cinemark. Yeah. Yeah. We actually they show you like pizzas and, and you can get regular fries or you can get sweet potato fries. You can get like, yeah, hot dog. You can get types of wraps and stuff and everything and they bring it to you and all. Yeah. Good way to go watch a movie for sure. Yeah. And then all the theaters around here now, uh, you can buy alcohol, you can get wine, or you can get beer. And uh, there's a uh, movie theater um, company here called Imagine Theaters that has where you can, if you sit in specific seats, you can actually order your drink to be brought to you. So oh, very nice. It gets all fat, fancy and stuff. Like you go pick your seats and then you put in your order and say, Hey, I bring me a, a cocktail or whatever in uh, an old fashioned, you know, while I'm watching my movie or whatever, <laughs> and some nachos, and then you're all set. The so, nicest one we have for like seats around here is we got one, at, we got a mall at the Citadel Mall one, they call it the Citadel Mall Theater. But the, all the seats there are these real nice, like lazy boy leather line recliners. And you can push the motorized button and it leans back and the seat, you know, the leg rests come out and all that other stuff. And I mean, the only thing I'm missing is heated seats. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever fallen asleep um, through theater movies? I have. I've fallen asleep through the movie 300 and the first Black Panther. I've never fallen asleep. I have walked fired. You're fired, sir. I know. I'm the one fired. You're the only one who's still hired, Tim. You eat popcorn and stay awake. No, no, I've never fallen asleep. I've actually I've walked out of a movie theater twice, um, but never fallen asleep because of the movie. I walked out, but never, uh, never fallen asleep. Never fallen asleep, and I've never walked out of a movie. Like I yeah. paid for this. I'm staying here. I don't care how bad it is. I want to watch it so I could see how crappy it is and talk about it. Um, yeah, the two, the two I walked out of, I walked out of Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah, because I was like, this is just painful. And then, <laughs> and then I, uh, I heard about the ending, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I walked out of it because I didn't need to see Nicole Kidman say that line anyways. And then I, uh, then I walked out of. Um, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Because it just got. Yeah, I just know. Maybe I just know not to go yeah. see certain movies and where I would end up walking out of, you know? So yeah. <laughs> maybe I have some intuitiveness there or something. Yeah. <laughs> I need to read ahead. Usually, when you take your youth group to this movie, you've only heard about a little, and then you're into the fourth nude scene, and you're like, ah, do you guys want to leave? And not much <laughs> to, the, to the pastor. Nice. I, I've actually, like, I will say this. I've actually, no jokes. I mean, I'm not joking about this. I've actually been in a movie theater one time and actually have actually seen, like, people making out to the point that actually, like, clothes and undergarments are coming off. It's okay. a good movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the part where you tell me, like, it's not a romantic movie. Like, it was Schindler's List. Or something. <laughs> Big movie yeah. that go go to you know hit a home run on. 
Yeah, it was it was like the most uncomfortable, awkward thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, you know, you're awkward in that situation. It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go move my seat over here. Now. I did. I think I think got <laughs> up and I moved down to the front of the theater. Yeah, because there wasn't very many people in the theater, and so I just did, moved. Did you yell there. back? Did you say get a room? Did you say no, 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 no? I was just like, hey, man, it's it's your world. <laughs> you know, you you squat in it how you want to, and so yeah. So <laughs> all right, you're like, hey, you guys spent your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, don't, yeah, I don't, don't, don't invade my space over here. So I moved down further to the screen. It would be here hilarious if that couple was on either side of you making out. <laughs> couple, 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 couple pairs of couples. Yeah, you're making something. Yeah, that scene in Porky's when he gets out and all the cars are shaking, but him is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, but so, I guess that's. And then, like, I'd say work in the movie theater. I give you some movie theater stories. Um, we've actually, like, uh, cleaning up after the theater. She found all kinds of stuff. At one time, we actually found a purse. And in the purse was actually uh, $10,000 worth of cash. And we actually went and um, took it and actually put it back at the counter. And the lady came back and got it and uh, said, oh, my God, I left my purse in there and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, yeah, here it was. And uh, here's, you know. Uh, you know, here's your purse. She looked through there and she looked, made sure all the money was in there. She counted it all. And she's like, Oh, I appreciate y'all for being honest, you know, and not taking any of the money or anything like that. And, you know, keeping my purse behind and everything. And we're like, yeah, you're welcome. Sure, ma'am. That's, you know, who we are. And then, um, and then she just left. Yeah. I think that's one story pointing towards the future of future stories of working in the movie theater. Oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> a whole episode we're gonna do a whole episode of that right Mike? oh yeah yeah <laughs> of, of stories of what it's like to work in a movie theater and stuff that you'll see in here <laughs> story hour with Esten. yes <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about this one time <laughs> this one time at movie camp there we go yeah i'll try and keep it clean <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a movie that was a great parody, and I, probably the movie I enjoyed the most was uh, The Weird Al, um, fictional biography. I still haven't seen it. My brother-in-law loves Weird Al Yankovic. I still got to see that movie. It was good. It was very good. Like enjoyed the, the silliness of it. It was definitely yeah. a Weird Al movie. Yeah. And it wasn't cringy humor like those parody movies, like Scary Movie or like the humor was very strategic and it it seems kind of like like oh they're not going to go far enough to make it a weird owl but then it, like it just it just hits at the right spot and uh just you know some of the jokes just like they come at perfect timing and i i have to give props to weird owl i enjoyed that movie through and through yeah and i think it's just yeah, it was weird that Roku had it. Like, you don't usually assign Roku as having like a, a killer movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. That was that, that was interesting. Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. A Daniel Rav- Radcliffe is Al- Weird Al. In the Harry Potter. Yes. Huh? And he pulls it off. He does. Yes. He actually sounds oh. like him. Kudos to Great. him. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's good. Try not to give it away. So obviously, mm-hmm. more of a weird owl fan you are, the more it's going to be hilarious for you. I'm sure. Um, so that's good. Yeah, it's good. He yeah he he, he found that and he was able to pull it off. That's awesome. I know mm-hmm. the other the other kid, uh, Ron Weasley. Yeah, he's got that. He's having success on uh, Showtime. That series on Showtime. I forget the name of it. So yeah. I saw Ron Weasley on uh, Apple had this exclusive that was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Or maybe mm-hmm. um, it was, oh gosh, The Servant. It's this creepy movie about this, this servant that helps out at a house. And uh, the servant is able to make this baby come back to life. That this mom has no idea that was has been dead this whole time because she you know, forces herself not to believe that she's the one who killed the baby. And it, it has M. Night Shyamalan all over it. Yeah, Ron been. Weasley plays the drunk cousin. Yeah, he's got that. He's He's got, I think it's in three or four seasons now. That series, I forget the name of the series, but it's on Showtime. And he's a regular in that series now. So, uh, yeah, he's landed success after, because you know these childhood actors. That's the show we could do one time of, after, you know, move at some point about childhood actors and where they're at now. And, you know, cause it's such hard to get out of that mold sometimes and have success as an adult. There was a Daniel Radcliffe movie based on like this very punk comic book where it's like a, this and fingers this, or something like that. Like, yeah. Where his, yeah. His hands get replaced with uh Dual akimbo. It's called dual akimbo, I think. And so he he insults this guy who runs like a death arena all over the world. And so the guy visits him, knocks him out, and like sews like uh, rivets like two guns to his hands, and then puts like a hit out on him for like a million dollars. And it's about how he has to survive. It's a very very like I forgot about that one. I have, I want to watch that one actually. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that one. Because yeah, it was like it it's just so crazy and out there. It was like I didn't even know that was a graphic novel. Yeah, it's it's cool. Forgot about that one. Yeah, because I thought he did one where he played some like like horned character, didn't he? For a bit there, like a fantasy one. Uh, yeah, I talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, like Daniel Radcliffe played some movie where he was like a like a horn fantasy character for a while there. And that, I don't know. I shouldn't bring it up if I can't name the movie, but I want to <laughs> just say it. The movie is called Guns Akimbo. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. See, now yeah. I have to try to look up what you're talking about here. So, uh, not that one. It was a while back, I thought, because he's trying to do different things. Eight. I never saw it, so I can't like vouch for it or anything like that. But I just remember like seeing it. I thought I saw it like advertised. The it's not that one, but I forgot about Swiss Army Man too. Hmm. I think he plays a dead character. He's just this dead guy that this other guy's been walking around with. Horns. It's called Corns. Horns. Excuse me. Yes. Horns. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that movie Tusks. 
which is uh right kevin smith movie yeah kevin smith movie, part of his canadian horror trilogy He's, he's trying to like make some make his way after Harry Potter, so that's good. He's trying to get rid of that label. Good luck if he yeah. can try and do it. Yeah, we uh, we should do a spotlight on him. Maybe all the spotlight on all the Harry Potter kids. Who has success? <laughs> who didn't have success? Yes, he was in the movie Trainwreck, Victor Frankenstein. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's. Uh... That was an okay movie. We're bringing Hermione. See what she's been up to lately besides doing Beauty and the Beast live action. Oh, Watson. Man, I need to do a Daniel Radcliffe uh, binge. Oh, you know how there's a Lego movie? Well, apparently there's a Playmobil movie in 2008. Yeah, I see that. (laughs) And uh, it has Anna Taylor-Joy, Jim Gaffigan, um, Adam Lambert and Daniel Radcliffe. Man, why didn't this movie take off the ground and destroy those Lego tools? <laughs> I'm curious not- about this uh, David Copperfield movie from 1999. Is Daniel <laughs> Radcliffe in there? Obviously, as a young boy, and Bob Hoskins, Aggie Smith, and. Who you know, of course, was uh, um, shoot, what's her name in um, Harry Potter movies? Emma Watson, isn't that her name? Emma Watson. We were talking about her, yes. Yeah. Um, but Maggie Smith plays. What's her name in this movie? David Copperfield. I don't know. I'm just filling in the dead space. <laughs> oh, come on. Why are you making me jump through all these hoops? I just wanted to know which character is it. <laughs> you have to go through a paywall. Maggie Smith. Maggie yeah. Smith played. My goodness, I'm not going to find it. But I could tell you about which in Harry Potter movies. Doggone it. Can't help you out. She played. You might trying to find the character she played in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I'm trying to find the character name. Ah, uh, uh, scream it out, internet! Scream it out. Gonagal. Ah, uh, Professor McGonagall. That sounds like a word I know. McGonagall. Yeah. That was Minerva, her name. Minerva. Minerva McGonagall. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Oh yeah, she's the, the head leader. Yeah. That yeah, really, yeah. She was also in that uh, David Copperfield. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, you're talking about the actress. She was in the uh, Downton Abbey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Downton Abbey movies. Yeah, like, the, yes. the new Downton Abbey movie came out this year. Yeah. All right. We got to do a Daniel Radcliffe uh, assignment. Sounds like we know what we're doing in January. Yes. <laughs> uh, Essen, you're doing The Woman in Black. Uh, Tim, you're doing my boy Jack, and I'll take a uh, train wreck starring Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. What movie? What woman? What movie? He was in Train Wreck. I saw that movie, and I don't remember 
According I to this, according to the this list I'm seeing on IMDb. I, I saw that on the list too, but I couldn't remember being in that. It's a funny you know movie, but I, I don't remember that being there. But I mean, oh well. Yeah, I've never seen The Woman in Black, so that would be new for me. Yeah. Man, now I want to know more about how this Playmobil movie did. <laughs> it just it just seems like it was a, a desperate cry to get another toy brand into its own movie. I mean, Playmobil like, oh, is Lego, great. Lego movie did great. Let's do Playmobil. Right. Is there a Mega Bloks movie starring Halo characters? You can bring in the, uh, the Pokemon then too. It was a B movie. It came went straight to DVD. What's that? The Mega Bloks movie. Oh, Mega Bloks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mega Bloks. They pay you to watch it. Yes, starring Polly Shore as Mega Block. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like where this podcast is going. We're going straight into the weeds with Daniel Radcliffe theories. All because of one sentence that we said. Now we're off on a tangent. <laughs> yep. I was just reading the synopsis for The Women in Black, and this is not a movie I normally would have gone for. <laughs> y'all signed it to me. Oh, my God. I'm just going along for the ride. I mean, yeah. I hope y'all didn't give me some, like, hot well, trash rolling downhill. Well, which, I mean, which one did you give me again? Um... My boy Jack. My boy I think Jack. it was a TV okay. movie. Yeah, um, I got the woman in black. Which look, it looks dark, but what else? Yeah, I was reading the synopsis on it. It's just like okay. I've seen the Insidious well, movies, so it can't be worse than that. Now, well, now that we're talking about the future, um, I, I know I spoke to Aston and I gave him a few ideas about what we're doing in the new year. Um. I was thinking about a month devoted to anime movies. Um, we just talked about Daniel Radcliffe. We haven't done a... I mean, we've always talked about superhero movies, but we haven't dedicated a month to it yet. I'm just thinking out loud here. Lots to look forward to in 2023. Yeah, definitely. Lots of good ideas. I still want to get my uh, some of my actor spotlights in. I like, the, I like the actor spotlight. That was right. And Brad Pitt liked it too. So yeah, he did. Brad Pitt no, liked it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I'm I'm currently I'm sending a couple emails. I haven't got any response yet. I'm gonna send out two more next week to Keanu Reeves. So I'm waiting for Keanu Reeves to respond. Well, there's a guy we need yeah. to do a spotlight on. I think I might have accidentally messed up by asking for a personalized autograph copy of Cyberpunk by him, but I don't know. <laughs> what yeah, you're done. He's he's not coming back. We're also going to have some new movies we're going to have to see in the theaters in the in the new year that we'll have to talk about too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. I mean, we I guess we could go see that freaking Nintendo movie. Oh. That yeah, indie movie? That's an indie movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The French? Yeah. French? Sure. yeah. 
<laughs> Drag me to the theater to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I go see the movie and I sit there and I just play on my Switch the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, or you just put it on mute while you play the Switch and pretend that Mario's speaking to you. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Joy-Cons, that's it. We'll all bring our Joy-Cons in each of our theaters where we go see it and, act, and yeah. you sit there while you're watching it. Act like you're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The yeah, movie. <laughs> and then just it, see what all the looks are on people's faces. Yeah, sit in my right there. You turn to other people in the audience like, you're glad I'm doing really good in this game because it would just be an ending. Yeah, that would right. be more viral than COVID. Trust me, that would take I off. Haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, anyways, forward Yes, I think we have a bright future in this podcast. People like us. We are hitting double digits with oh, our podcast. Right very good we are uh they like us they really really do like us <laughs> mm-hmm. thanks thanks to all the listeners who keep coming back that's awesome yeah thank you for for like enduring us liking us and uh yeah definitely appreciate your uh giving lending us your ears and lending us your time out of your day because we know everybody has busy schedules nowadays so we do appreciate y'all definitely listening to us even if it's just our musings, our ramblings, our stuff that actually interests you. We do appreciate the time that you give us. I think I know why these guys listen to us. Because we we go, we have the real information. You know, everyone else is just sucking up to the man. But we say it like it is. And that's real. R-E-A-L, not R-E-E-L. Yes. Uh, not like a movie real. Real talk. No pun intended. There we go. <laughs> well, anyways, um, I can finally use that line. See you guys next year. <laughs> Which I am obligated as a dad to use that line as part of the dad joke covenant. Um, but it's you know we're this is we've done seven full length episodes and two. Uh, extra episodes, which are also full length, but they're not—they're not as uh, organized. So it's been a—it's been a wild ride, guys. Yeah, this has been a fun episode. Definitely, it was for the people listening. Yeah, this this episode was totally unscripted. There was no show notes, no script to this whatsoever. This was all just ad lib. Every bit of what you heard tonight. Just us chit chatting about 2022. Yeah. <laughs> And I know what you're thinking. You're like, these guys are ready for improv in Chicago. But I think we're going to stick with our podcast, guys. Yeah, comedy can be painful. It takes a tough heart. Right, right. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, guys. Yes. Wasn't that a line in Die Hard? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. (laughs) See you later, you filthy animals. There you go. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah, I knew that was a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's that's Home Alone, actually. Home Alone, that's right, yeah. I knew it was somewhere. I'm like trying to play. <laughs> My mind was uh, reeling. Yeah. The movie within the movie. Yes. Uh, Angels. 
the Angels movie. I forget the name of it. The Angels in the Dark or something like that. Yes. There you go. Anywho, this is this is the midnight hour talking. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna call it a night, guys. And this is where uh, the philosophy gets deep. Yes, this is where we start going off on theories and you oh, know angels mind. with filthy souls. That's what it's called. Angels with filthy yeah. souls. Man. <laughs> we solve all the world's problems around this hour. Yes. My favorite Christmas movie is Angels with Filthy Souls. Um Jesus in, in potato chips. Hey, you seen Jesus in your potato chips. <laughs> Some, good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, good night, guys. I'm gonna wake up from this dream and you guys are gonna have no idea that we had this conversation. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. Um, see you next year. Night, y'all. Bye.